on. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode 47 of the I Thrive podcast. It's your boy, Sonny Esperance. And today I got with me sister Janelle Taylor. How are you doing, sis? I'm doing okay. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for asking. I'm glad that you're doing good. Uh, brothers and sisters, you're wondering, oh, how come, you know, I didn't have something up on uh, last weekend. Last weekend, it was a convention weekend. Um, and it's, it's, that's just where, you know, all the focus was originally, I would have been there, couldn't have made it because Canada with the restrictions and so forth. So I couldn't, but, um, when it comes to like convention times, don't really expect to be an episode out there because all the attention, you know, I wanted to be on convention, uh, uh, during those times. And it was a wonderful convention too, hearing from other ministers. It was, you know, I, I could just my days. It's like I said, ever since I came into this teaching, it's I've only seen growth. I wasn't there when, you know, they were from the basement, nothing like that. But ever since I came in, I've only seen growth and not just within people or the number of people wanting to get baptized, but just growth into the people learning. You know, you're seeing a sister or a brother one day and they're like this. Then the next year you, you're seeing the change in them, you know, so and the word does that. But um, as before we begin and get sister's testimony, as I say moreover, this podcast is only affiliated with one church and one church only, which is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings. If you would like to know if there's a temple or a church in your area, you can go on the truthofgod.com, look for the locations, whether you be in Asia, whether it be in Europe, America, Canada, and look for a temple near you. Also, if you would like to get baptized, uh, you can go on the truthofgod.com and you could fill out the baptismal form and a local minister or someone to baptize you around the area um, can get to you as well. And also, as I say, moreover, um, these testimonies, brothers and sisters, is to help, is to encourage you as it encourages me as well. If you'd love to share your testimony, you could just send an email at the, which is in the description below. And send your email, be ready, be sure about the testimony. And yeah, so we're going to get started, sis. Um, thank you for taking the time and coming out. Um, and I actually met uh, Sister Janelle Taylor. It was like through meetings within the youth department mm -hmm. and so forth. And uh, so it, it's for me, I try to get as much testimonies as I can. I'm, for, I'm a first time here of the testimonies, just like you all are. So I'm excited to, to, to hear this. So, you know, sis, let's get started. You know, how was, how did you begin? And, and, you know, how did you come across the teachings? Okay. Thank you for having me. I have, again, zero problems with giving my testimony how I came across the truth of God, um, with Pastor Gino Jennings. I've been actually with the church uh, almost 16 years now. Oh, wow. It seems crazy, but it's, <laughs> I, I look back and I'm like, wow, it's been that long. I was thinking this week, like how long have I been? And it's been close to 16 years. Yeah. So I came in in my early twenties and, um, and it was just, it was just odd how I kind of came across um, the truth of God. So a little bit back history. I grew up in a very old school apostolic church. When I say old school, five colors, uh, no prints, hair pulled back. Like it was extreme modesty, like to the fullest, like, and it was just like, that's the way I grew up. Like I, that's all I really honestly knew was, I was apostolic. Uh, one Lord, one faith, got to be baptized, Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That was it. And that was like the foundation. So 
And I'm grateful for that foundation. Um, I used to go to Glorious Church, our Lord Jesus Christ, with Pastor Elder or Elder E.T. Goodman, and it was a family church. So that was my great uncle. And so majority of the members that were there were all family. Um, and so it was it was a little bit. That's just the way. That's just the way I grew up. And it was because it was all family. We were all from big families. So I'm one of eleven. Um, my uncle, he had ten. My grandmother. And that was her brother-in-law, who was the pastor of the church, one of 21. So it was like all big families. So it, again, a family church. Yeah. Not too many people outside of the family. Um, you had a couple and a couple other subsets of families who were at the church. So, I mean, I had got baptized when I was about 14 or 15. I couldn't remember what they said, but I just knew I needed to be baptized. So I'm like, whatever. Um, so in high school, I remember praying, Lord... I will serve you, do whatever I need to do, whatever. If you get me through high school, just get me through high school. Just get me through high school. I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to, like, I don't want to be a deal with any of that kind of stuff. I don't want to be a statistic. Mm -hmm. Just get me through high school. And it wasn't like I was out there doing stuff. It was just, that was my prayer. Like, I'll serve you when I go to college, whatever. Forgot about this prayer. Forgot. Completely forgot about this prayer. So my first year of college that I went away I as soon as I got on campus the first person I seen was my cousin Lydia Nisi. Nisi used to go to the same church we went to again the family church mm -hmm. and it was on the eastern shore where the headquarters was at and I seen Nisi, and we ended up kind of connecting and actually being in the same dormitory she was a couple doors down from me Nisi went to first church and I never knew like what happened to him. I hadn't seen Nisi for about maybe about 15 years. And I just knew that her and my aunt Bobby, they no longer went to do, went to our church, our family church. Didn't know where they went, just knew that they went. I heard of somebody named Jennings and whatnot, but I never kind of connected the pieces because my mind wasn't there. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was just wasn't there. I was just you go to church. And that was it. You go to your church and that was it. And um, so Nisi was a member of First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ. So one day I walked down to Nisi's room, which we will always do, kind of play around with each other. I went down to her room and um, she had pastor on teaching. And I was like, again, not paying no mind to it because I wasn't seeking the Lord. I didn't have the Holy Ghost. It was just, I was a church girl that was brought up in a very strict household just off the college. So I had a lot of morals and standards already built in within me from my mom and my dad and my upbringing. And I was like, who is this guy? And I ain't had no mind, whatnot. So this is all in the first semester. So towards the end of the first semester, the Lord began to tug at my heart. And I like something, I need more. I need something else. Something is going on. And uh, a friend of mine, well, not necessarily a friend, a classmate, a, a guy I knew, he committed suicide. And this is around right in between break and Thanksgiving. And it was just like, for me, that was my sign to say, yo, you need to get kind of get it together. Like, I don't know what's going on with this dude, but that scared me. For some reason, it just scared the mess out of me. So immediately, I just started seeking the Lord for the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what to do. All I knew was what I was brought up to do, you pray. And you fast and you seek the Lord. That's all I know. And because the headquarters church was right, right in the area, I started attending that church. So I started seeking the Lord. And when I was like, oh man, 
like something is going on. My aunt was like, wouldn't it be great if you received the Holy Ghost before the new year? So this is like in November, so around Thanksgiving. And she's like, wouldn't it be great? And I was like, yeah, man, it would be like awesome like, if I could just receive the Holy Ghost. And I remember my dad called me and I was still on campus, only had about three or four weeks to go. And I was still on campus and my dad's like, he found that I was seeking the Lord because my grandmother, I was going to church with her um, to the family church. And um, he was like, yo, just talk to the Lord. Like he's like a person in front of you. Not that he's so far away, just talk to the Lord. And I began to talk to the Lord, like pretty much almost like leading God. I mean, like I'm seeking, I'm seeking you, Lord. Like something is going on. I just need your help. So meantime, you still got Nisi down. Literally, she was about four doors down from me in the dorms. She's still kind of doing her thing. And she had on her pair, like Nisi was getting it like, all right. And Nisi is completely blind. She's totally blind. But Nisi was just getting it like, and just with the faith. And, I, and again, I didn't think anything of it. And I'm just like, okay. So January 1st rolls in. I'm now home from school. And, um, and I'm sitting at the table with my mom. And we were playing Scrabble like we normally do. And I was a little, little, little discouraged because I didn't receive the Holy Ghost before the new year. And then I start reading Acts 2.38, waiting for my mom so that we could start a new game of Scrabble, just sitting around the house playing around. And as soon as I was, I started thinking about it, I was like, Lord, you know what? I don't care how long it's going to take. Because all I could think of is one of the sisters from the church, she had been sick in the door for like 17, 18 years. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like that. And she would speak, but she didn't believe. So she didn't, and people would hear her speak, but she didn't believe. So I was like, Lord, I, don't, I mean, I was like, Lord, I don't want to be like that, man. Like, I don't want to be like that. I was like, you know what? Whatever it takes, how long it takes, I'm going to seek you. And just like that, the Holy Ghost fell. Just like that, the Holy Ghost fell. I couldn't believe it. I was like, let me try to see if I can stop. And I just kept going and going and going. So I was like, oh man, I was like, yo, it happened. Like, oh my God, God is really real. And it was like, it was to the point where I gave up and then the Lord stepped in. So now here's the second semester of my freshman year. I go back to campus and I'm like, all right, so I'm coming back like Nisi, like me and Nisi, like we talking and whatnot and she's playing pastor and I was like Nisi I was like why don't him and our pastor like my pastor get together like one night she's like Janelle that's not your place like if the Lord is going to put them together let them put together I was like yeah because what I was hearing I was like he's teaching the same thing that my pastor was teaching and so I ended up getting connected in like the gospel choir and with different ones um other people who are in the apostolic faith, so to say, but they were pretty much from more of a modern apostolic church. So I started traveling with them and just start seeing how a lot of young people, which was very rare at my church, like I was the youngest young person with the Holy Ghost. And here I am like 19, 20, and I was the youngest one. And the next person that was to my age was about eight years older than me. And we were the youth. And it's just like, I know I'm going to need more. <laughs> I know I'm going to need more. And as I started to travel with the gospel choir, I would just see and experience different worships, different people praising the Lord from all different faiths. 
And I'm just like, it has to be more to holiness. It has to be more to the apostolic faith. So I was listening again, fooling around with Nisi, going back in her dorm, in her um, room. And um, I think pastor was saying one time when I was listening to a message, he was just like, sit back kind of and see and listen to what you're being taught. And I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of sit back and see. So I had started to go to, this was, I think, my last convocation at my family church. So this is like two or three years now down the line. And it was like my last convocation. And I just sat there and all I did was listen. Listen to what was being taught. And I was like, I'm not really being, like, I already have the foundations down. Mm -hmm. I already had the foundation. Like, I need more. Mm -hmm. I have to have more because this is not going to sustain me. And I knew that. I was like, this is not going to sustain me. I said to myself, I was like, I need somebody who is a little bit more aggressive. Like, it's a lot living on campus. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. You got a lot going on. You got dudes who are somewhat like churchies, some who aren't churchies, some who who are just like after like who are just after you yeah. and they are very attractive to you mm -hmm. and it's just like what do you do and it was like the things and the cares of life were not being taught mm -hmm. what was being taught was holy ghost um baptism and just make sure pretty much that you you have the foundation down and, and your clothes that was the big thing in your clothes those were like the top things so make sure you're wearing what you're supposed to be wearing and and you're baptized in holy ghost field in our church my former church you couldn't do anything unless you had the holy ghost mm -hmm. so you couldn't sing on the choir mm -hmm. you couldn't serve you couldn't do anything take up offering you couldn't do anything you had to sit play an instrument you had to sit until you received the holy ghost so I was just like, I, I just have to have more because I've now been exposed to more, but I know there's more that's in truth. So I did as pastor was uh, teaching, I believe on the, uh, on the, um, on the cassette. Yeah. Cassette tapes back then on the cassette tape. And I said, okay. So I knew at that last convocation, it was my time to shift. Mm -hmm. I didn't know fully where, because I didn't like the way pastor would, would teach um, as in his aggression like being so like very mean and whatnot. I was like, I didn't really particularly care for that. So I was looking at another option and another preacher who I had fellowship with. And um, I was like, well, he's a little bit too modernized. Like, I was like, I need something rough. Like I really need something like very militant cause I'm hard headed. I can be very hard headed. I'm like, I need something that's hard, hard, hard. So I was like, all right, let me check out First Church. Let me check out First Church because I wasn't hearing all that great things from First Church from other people. What, what, what was just, some stuff that you were hearing from other people? I was hearing um, like Pastor was arrogant, like especially especially when um, he he changed his title to Apostle. Mm -hmm. I heard heard people say now he's calling himself an Apostle. Mm -hmm. Like it it was like um, the tone of it, the tonality of like. Oh, first church. Oh, they be doing like they be doing anything. Gino let them do such, and they will always say it's typically they would say Jennings. Mm -hmm. Jennings would let them do, and that's how I always that's how I knew who Pastor Jennings was. It wasn't Pastor Jennings; it was Jennings. Jennings let them do this. Jennings let them do that, and I'm just like, but do you attend there? 
do you go? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know he lets people do certain things? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know this? And it's just like, you really couldn't get an answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jen is let them run wild. They're doing this. They're doing, and that's just like, but you don't attend there. Exactly. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't attend. So it was just like, and for me, sometimes I had to see things when it comes to this kind of stuff for myself. Mm. So out of all 11 of us, my brother, my eldest brother, he was the first one to leave Mm. and go under Pastor Jennings. And Damien's probably been there probably about 20 years now. So he was the first one. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then my oldest sister went. And then my oldest sister, by that time, they all knew that I was already in church and I had the Holy Ghost and whatnot. And so I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to visit Frankfurt Ave one day. I said, I'm just going to visit and kind of see what's popping, like what's going on over there. I was like, because I just need more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't have a home. So I visited one Sunday. Pastor wasn't in town, but it was still, I think Elder King had taught. So my sister was like, yeah, yeah, come, come, come. I was like, okay. So I came that time, but I hadn't fully left my other church. So... By the time I fully left that church, and I think I had visited that church one time, by like the, I think it was the men's conference used to be held in September. By that following September, I think of like 2005 or six, I attended the men's conference. And my dad ended up going, I ended up going, and then my brothers and sisters, um, Dawn and Damien were going to. And from that point, I think in 2006, I had started coming. And I had, I live in Delaware, but I was working in Philly at the time. So I started to come like every few Sundays, I think. But what I would do is on Tuesday nights, I would just leave from work and come on Tuesday nights. And it was usually deep teaching, a minister and brother teaching. So I really didn't get too much of pastor. But I was just like, this is where I need to be because it's talking about and teaching me more than just the foundational things. It's teaching me how to truly live and live in this world, even with the temptations of life and not just pray about it, not just talk about it. Like, and it's just like, you can pray about a lot of things, but you need to know what to do when mm-hmm. like to get you out of some situations that typically we done got ourselves into. Like, how do I get out of this situation? Or am I on the right track with what I'm doing? So since 2005 or six, I want to say, <laughs> I have been coming to First Church. And it's just like, it's just continued to be edified. And it was like, for me, one of the bigger things um, that I was an easier transition was like to get out that five, the five colors to make. <laughs> Five dollars was driving me like nuts. And it's just like to wear a jean skirt at my old church, you would have to get up and repent before the church because that was considered worldly attire, a jean skirt. A jean skirt, are you serious? too much. No, no, there's too much being done. It it, it was. When I say too much, and I had no problems with wearing skirts because, again, I was brought up old school apostolic. So I wore skirts pretty much all all my life. I ran track. And we would just put on stuff and then kind of kind of switch off when we came home and whatnot. But I ran track and whatnot. And that was probably, that was a bigger adjustment than the skirts and the lengths of the skirts and all that other kind of stuff than anything that I couldn't run track. That was the biggest, the biggest 
adjustment for me. Everything else, it was just like, when you come from like, like you can only do this, to now, oh, you can only do this. People may say, oh, well, you can only do that. And I'm like, no, I came from only doing this. Yeah. So for me to only do that, I'm like, I can wear jean skirts. Mm-hmm. I can wear some sides out. Yeah. Different colors. Yeah. White shoes. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me, let me, let me go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> like I can do it. And and you and it and it you felt as though like this is who you really are. Yeah. And that's one thing that I appreciated in the teachings is you have to know who you are and the expectations that are upon you. Yes, some things you have to come up to, but you have to be honest with yourself on who you are. Mm. If I know I'm not up to wearing certain things, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it. I'm going to be respectful about it, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it and say, yeah, I've, I've achieved that or I've, I've conquered that when I have not. So I think that was, the, that was one of the biggest, biggest kind of like, Things I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is no, it. One one thing you said, um, so wonderful, and it's like it seems to be very common with people coming from the apostolic teaching. It's like there was there was A B C, but that was it. There was never anything after that. And okay, I have A, I got B, I got C. All right, baptized right in the name of Jesus Christ. Have the Holy Ghost speaking in tongue. I'm, I'm dressing modestly. Okay, I have these things. Now what's next? And seems like nobody was ever getting anything next. But one thing you said was that you needed something rough. You needed something. And I, under, and I, I understand 150% about that on-campus stuff. It, it's, oh. a, it's a wild, man, it's wild on campus. Yes. You know, you're dealing with a bunch of wild beasts, I should yes. say. People that just... They don't care. And it's like they're away from home. Because for me, I was in Canada. I had to go to college all the way in Cali. That's like a 36-hour drive. So that's just a flight. You could imagine. And a lot of people, they're, you know, on campus. And it, it, I'm telling you, I understand 150%. Like if, if, if somebody goes there and they're just, you know, careless and just, oh, my. You know what's crazy? Yeah. What's crazy, even um, there was a, a girl that even passed away. She, she I, I don't know exactly what happened. There was so many things. They said it's either she OD'd or she was just so high off of drugs. She did mattress surfing. She banged her head and she just, you know, wobbled. And people were trying to get rid of the drugs and alcohol. And by the time they did it, she was just dead. Another one was they made her rest in the room. Then someone to go check up on her. Her face turned blue. Like... It's, it's so much crazy stuff could happen, you know? And if you don't have anything strict, if you don't have, if you don't have anything solid to really just cause there's going to be things you're going to obviously have temptations, especially being that young, them 18, 19, listen, yes. I can't, I, I can't count on my fingers. How many times men have told me when I, when I was 21, man, you're 21. When I was yes. 21, man, that's the age, boy. That's that's the yes. age, you know? Yes. And it's like, what am I missing out on? You know, I wasn't even in the teachings then, but it's 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 very wild. It's very wild. And I knew it was like back in during that time. We're talking mm-hmm. about the 2014, 20, yes. oh my, this generation? <laughs> man, yo, when I tell you, I was telling um a sister, she was, um, uh, one of the sisters she was asking about 
um, I think sending her daughter to college. And I was telling her, I was like, well, look, I'm gonna be honest. I said, I received the Holy Ghost like my freshman year in college. And I lived on campus away from my family. I mean, like my immediate family. I said, I lived on campus. I said, the one thing that it will teach you is, is the teachings in you. Mm. Can you can you withstand being around so much temptation, so much going on and still hold on to the standards of holiness to still hold on to your faith? I said, if anything, my thing is go to community for two years and then see how it is kind of living on campus if, if that person is mature enough, if it's there, mm. but it will test your faith. Yeah. It will test your faith because I'm telling you, Greek life, oh my goodness. <laughs> Parties, oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's just like, and you're on campus and you hear, you hear the music playing, you hear all this other kind of stuff going on. And that's like campus life. And it's like, even now I have to, and I have to be real myself. I have to catch myself. I was on my way to church, matter of fact, on Thursday mm -hmm. and we pulled up again in Philly and somebody was bumping Fuji's more hill. I was like, yeah. It's like, please pull off. <laughs> we really need to go. We really need to go. But if you don't have a stable foundation and whatnot, trying to go to campus, trying to live holy on campus now, hmm. it's it's tough. Yep. And everything is is so accessible. Like you could, like when I was in Cali, like you know, it wasn't. I had to go on a mission, you know, to find because I've never smoked or drank or anything like that. But it was just so easy. Like I remember guys offered me a pound of weed just because I was funny. They said, bro, you was a funny dude, bro. Like, yo, you want weed? I said, no, I don't smoke. So what do you mean you don't smoke? Like, I, no, I just, I, it's not me. So everything, it wasn't hard to get. It's literally right there. There's sex, there's the weed, there's the alcohol, there's the partying, there's the music, there's the, you know, whatever you needed, whatever it was, it was there. And it wasn't hard to get to, especially because I was there as a student athlete. Especially when you're an athlete, oh it, my it, goodness. Yes. You know, it yes. is not difficult at all. And a lot of the times the girls, well, you know, they put that mentality where they always want to have certain type of teams. So they, mm -hmm. you know what, we're going to only go for the soccer team, the basketball team and, and baseball team. Just it's, it's a lot of pressure football team. And the thing yeah. is, it's like, it's right there. It's accessible to you. And then you have, you know, the other, you know, friends that you meet there. It's like, hey, man, though, there's this girl. She's trying to. So it's very, it's it's not hard. And I'm glad that you said that because it will, I, I don't care what young sister or, or brother is going, going on campus mm -hmm. by yourself. Mm -hmm. No mom, no yeah. dad, no grandma, no auntie, no cousin, no nothing. It's going to yeah. test you. It's going to, it's going to, and you could be there maybe the first week. Lord Jesus. Lord yeah. Jesus. But then you're there for a month, you know, mm -hmm. and then you remember, shoot, okay, another month, you know, and man, I got to come back again, another semester, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, 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 the, and once again, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm glad in terms of what you said, you realized who you were. And once again, that's what the teaching is about mm -hmm. seeing yourself to understand. All right. Just hearing, you know, the baptism and the name of Jesus Christ, having the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and just in modest, it's, it's not going to do anything for me going forward. Cause I, now I have these things what's next. And the teachings, you know, in first church, it teaches on the natural, not just the spiritual, but on the natural as well. You know, one question I'd have for you, because you know, you, you grew up just already in that modest atmosphere, 
you know, but in terms of, cause you know, there are a lot of sisters out there. It's it, especially the younger ones, you know, in the 14, 15, 16, you know, where, man, okay, I got to wear these skirts. You know what I'm saying? I can't even wear no this. I can't wear this. I can't wear, you know, in terms of yourself and, you know, uh, 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 you know, advice you could have for sisters at that age, or if there's one that's older struggling with it, how is it that you dealt with, you know, along all those years, like literally your whole life in terms of not having to, you know, man, okay, I'm not going to wear the earring because that's all around you. Especially mm-hmm. sometimes you have some family member, like relatives, you know, mm-hmm. here's your cousin. Imagine you have a cousin the same age as you. Oh yeah. My mom, like at that time, it looks like, okay, it's, she's the cool one. Her mom lets her wear earrings. Her mom lets her wear makeup, have the fake hair, wearing just how she wants, post how she wants on social media. Uh, she can listen to any music she wants or whatever the case is. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's I, I get like, it's, I know it's not easy for one coming, but in terms of yourself, dealing with that for so long and you, you're coming from something that was like overzealous, you know, cause I did heard where apostolic saying you can't have prints, you can't have certain this and that and boom and day and you know, and, and now you're coming from something overzealous on top of it. There's really already, already sisters in this teaching, the dress code is like tough for them, but now you're coming from a background of overzealousness. How was it that you were able, you know, like what, what advice would you have for a sister at that age, you know, who's struggling and saying, but sister Janelle, like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just tired of this. I just can't like, I just, you know, what advice would you have for them? I would say, to be honest, the styles that, especially in first church, mm. the styles of skirts that they have out now in Carol, it's a, it's a whole lot um, broader than mm. what choices I had growing up. So my advice will be is make it work for you. Like if you like a particular style and that style's in a pant, learn how to sew, convert those pants into a skirt. That way it'll still be a similar, a similar style. I say, look at your own style and make it work for you. Like I, for me, I could wear Timberlands and back in the day, Timberlands, maybe some sweats and whatnot. And I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Like I really didn't need it. So now what I do, I find sweat, sweat, sweat dresses. So mm. made out of like Jersey material, whatnot. I still put on my Timberlands. I'll put on my pink pair of Timberlands and keep it popping and keep it moving. Maybe a hat or whatnot, but I make it work for me. Yeah. So I look at the style that I like and then I kind of moderate it to the modesty side of it. So I bring it into compliance. And that's for any attire at this point in time. I'm, I, the bylaws, where I'm not always up to the bylaws, but I use those as a guide. As long as, as long as it's within the bylaws or the bylaws don't even mention it, I think you should go ahead and explore it. And take a look at it and say, okay, well, yeah, I like this style. Let me see if I can just add maybe five inches to it to bring it where I need to be, uh, where it needs to be in, in holiness. Yeah. So I think some people just take it like, oh, I can't wear this particular thing. Oh, this skirt has a split in it. I can't buy it. You can buy this skirt. It's supposed to split up. Mm-hmm. Either put some <laughs> material in there and then just close it up. And that way you don't feel as limited to what you can do it's just modifying it. And if you can't sell, usually dry cleaners are for five or six dollars, or you have sisters in a church who can sell that can um, kind of get your style where you want it to get to. 
and still be in holiness. So I would just say, um, encourage the young sisters and any sisters that find your style and just make it modest. Mm -hmm. Just add, and it's typically adding stuff to the apparel that you already have. Just mm -hmm. add to it. But um, you can do it. Like it can be done, but you have to want want it to be done. Mm -hmm. So you want you have to want to have your clothes within the guidelines of modesty. So if you want it, it can be done. You just have to have to modify it. Mm -hmm. So like I said, the choices that they have out now is yeah, from back in the day, of course. Yeah, from when <laughs> I grew up, I would been all over that. I wouldn't have felt as bad because I did. I got teased mm -hmm. a lot in um in school because we we weren't really doing like perms or anything like that, hair straightening too much or whatnot. It was like begging like my mom and them, like when you got in them like middle school or high school to like to have like the first perm that kind of thing and that ain't last long because your hair has been natural like pretty much all your life so it's really not <laughs> your hair wasn't really taken to it because it's been natural so much but I got teased for being natural um I got teased for wearing skirts people say oh you're in a pasta not a pasta like apple salad mm. applesauce like they would just come up with like dumb stuff but it's like to look back now and it's just like you you're an adult it's just exactly. like to look back now like why what? That was just stupid. Like, why would anybody really say that? And then you come to the conclusion, you look at where you're at and then where they're at. And it's just like, you have better things to do. Hmm. You have and, better things to do. No, that's, that's wonderful. And, and another question would be in terms of, cause you know, a lot of times what people say on the outside is, oh, you know, of course, PJ's rough, blah, blah, blah. He abuses women. Uh, they all look depressed. I see, like, it's, it's, I've seen these comments and I see how people say, oh, look at these women in the crowd. They all look like they, they got abusive husbands and stuff like that, you know, all because they're sitting and listening, which I, I don't know what else you're supposed to be doing in service. If you're supposed to be talking to somebody else, if you, and when you're getting a word that hits you so hard, I, I can't imagine someone's going to be like, oh, yeah. When that thing hurts, you feel it, you you know? So you're not going to always be all that smiley and so forth. But when you hear PJ preaching hard, and because a lot of times people just don't know what is in the scriptures. And of course, when he goes and say, um, you know, these women, you know, that so-called Christians dressed up like prostitutes and looking like whores and, and so forth and that. A lot of times people look at that and they're saying, oh, He's calling them this. He's saying that's what they do, which they try to twist it a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times, even sinners know. Some sinners, when they're keeping it real, they know, look, bro, I ain't letting my, listen, I don't care if I'm dealing with a lot of these type of females. I'm not letting my daughter go out like these prostitutes. Even sinners say it. But the ones that are fighting it so much are these religious people in falsehood, not sinners. Yeah. Not sin is these people going to these false churches, this and that. So in terms of you hearing that as a woman, please, you know, I would love to hear uh, what you could say. So those that are watching, you can see, you know, it's not a sister to seem the, that suppressed or depressed or upset would be in called. And, you know, how does stuff like, how does that make you feel as a sister hearing teaching like that? I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. When I heard, I think I did a replay and I'm on camera, so I'm like getting it like firsthand sometimes. So I'm like right up at the front, like, yeah. oh wow, pastor's got tough. Like that's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. And it's just like he may be tough, he may be hard, but is it in the word? Mm. 
And it's just like, when it gets down to that point, because I can sit here and be like, oh, you's a hoe. Yeah. You're a hoe. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm saying it. You'll have pastors saying it. And it's just like, you have to look beyond who's saying it mm -hmm. and where it's coming from. Yeah. It's coming from the word and it's coming from the heart because you do have to look out for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because when you're walking around in the street and whatnot, you don't want to look like a hoe. You don't want to invite like unwanted attention. You don't want to invite the wrong type of individuals. Mm -hmm. Of course, if a woman walking out here half naked, she's going to attract dogs because all your meat is hanging out. Yeah. Like all your meat is hanging out. Mm -hmm. And trust and believe any other meat that's walking by, you're going to have dogs following behind the meat. So my thing is for sisters, and when he says stuff like that, it's the truth. Mm. It hurts, but it's the truth. And it's just like, you have to be very, very mindful of those things. My brother said something to me years ago when I first came in the first church. He said, don't let pretty much your actions be a reapproach upon a church. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't fully get it. And, uh, and I, I get it more so now. But he was saying that to say, don't let what you're doing inside or outside of church make it seem as though this is what pastors allowing to go on in the church. Yeah. So if I'm not up to where I need to be and I'm out here walking around with some booty shorts on and tank tops and whatnot, talking about I go to first church with a head covering on, they're going to look at that like, oh, but mm -hmm. pastor, y'all, I know Gino. Gino be preaching A, B, C, or D. Mm -hmm. Now, do is this just a show or is this really how he allows his members to dress and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm just like, it, it resonated with me because I don't want to bring a reproach upon the church mm -hmm. at all in mm -hmm. any way, shape or form. So when he's hitting hard like that, he's also hitting hard upon the sisters that are in the church because we need it as a reminder of our apparel, our attire to make sure that we're not, we're not out there being looked upon as a hoe when we're not a hoe. Exactly. And so, all and all he could really do is just constantly just preach the word. And and because you know that's something that does confuse some people where hey, you know, I see this brother so and so or this sister so and so. They go to first church, but you know, I'm looking on them on social media, you know, and then you get into the you have those that get into well, if they can do it, I guess I can. Nobody's telling them nothing. You know, and then I always say, who, who are you living for? You understand? Yeah. That could be that brother's struggle. Don't make what that brother or sister struggle your struggle if it's not your struggle. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, oh, brother so-and-so, he got a half-naked picture on social media. He go to first church. He been in yeah. first church for 10 years, 15 years. He obviously knows better. So what's wrong mm -hmm. if I do it? That, that, that has to be the most foolish thing you could think of, you know? And I don't care who you are, never look at other people's lives and be like, okay, yeah, this is allowed and this isn't allowed. Mm. When it comes to certain things, I'm very black and white. Mm. When it comes to the book of bylaws, when it comes to rules, when it comes to pastor saying, this is what he wants done, I'm very, okay, that's what he wants done. Mm. And that's how you have to learn to govern yeah. how you how you are because you're looking at everybody else and everybody else is it's going through some of the same struggles that that you're going through yeah. and it's just like that's on display and you've been in church for 10-15 years and people are looking at you and it's just like don't look at don't look at that person because mm -hmm. that person is going through yeah. like they're going through and they're struggling 
wouldn't look at it. I wouldn't look at anybody, but turn to the word of God and turn to the book of bylaws. And you have some people where you're like, oh yeah, I mind her style. But when a person is struggling or they're falling or whatnot, mm. you can't look at that person and be like, oh, they were an example and that their their first church in compliance with everything and this is how they're acting. This is no, everybody's human. Everybody's going through something. Yeah. And with everybody's going through something, we're all striving and we're all struggling. Everybody's at different levels. Mm-hmm. Everybody's at different levels. Be, being in this teaching for, you know, uh, which a good lengthy time, you know, 15, 16 years, it's, it's a blessing, you know, because I remember a brother telling me uh, when I was at end of the year 2018, 2018 to 2019 uh he was letting me know it would have been a sister's 26 year in the teaching but she let the itchy ear get to her and left and when i hear stuff like when i heard that you know just coming in you know and it's like man why would you be in something for 25 years and you know you know it's the truth right and pg's one thing you know one of the one of the things i'm so grateful for is He's not a, he's not afraid of any man out there to have an open Bible discussion with. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid, so nobody could tell and say, "Well, PJ don't want to have a debate with so and so." I think he's not one person could say that. He's always said it. Bring any, whoever, and he goes after the the, the big the big wolves. You understand? Mm-hmm. Not these little tabby tabby people who just want the attention. You yeah. understand? And so hearing, you know, being in, in, you know, you know, in this for 15, 16 years, uh, what are some of the challenges that you faced and you were able to overcome during those 15, 16 years? As some would say, man, I, I, there was a harsh reproof I dealt with. I almost wanted to leave the church, you know, or some would say, you know, I, I just, I couldn't take it. This was too much for me. But what are some of the challenges you faced and, and overcame being in the teaching for this lengthy time of the 16 years? I would say um, in the beginning, my biggest challenge was like just the members. Mm-hmm. I'm be honest, the members. Um, and it was more so because I was coming and I'm very, I can be very introverted, which mm-hmm. I'm typically, that's just my, my nature. And mm-hmm. it's just, I'm very observant and it's observant by a fault and observant by profession. Mm-hmm. I'm just very observant. So I'm usually come in I used to just come in sit down and that's before I start working in the church at all just come in sit down kind of and keep it moving but it really wasn't a very welcoming atmosphere um it really wasn't it was just like like I said I had started coming in like September I think for the men's conference it wasn't until like mid to late October that there was a brother who greeted me that was pretty much the only person that greeted me so, and I was coming by that time on a weekly basis and, and during the Tuesday nights and Tuesday nights are a pretty smaller crowd. Mm-hmm. And I was coming during Tuesday nights and I think eventually I started going on Thursday, but it was from like the beginning of September until almost the end of October before anybody greeted me at all. And I'm like, I'm introverted. And yeah, some people can say, well, why didn't you greet anybody else? It's kind of like, I'm coming into your atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm coming into, into this congregation. And it was just like, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? And and again, coming from uh, coming from not too long, had just graduated college, and where I was around a lot of young people that wasn't in necessarily the same teachings, but it was a lot of young people who were striving to like do the best that they could. 
And so a lot of fellowship, a lot of togetherness, a lot of road trips, a lot of travel. And that was the atmosphere that I was coming from to now, everybody's kind of separated and going their ways to, it's like you come in and it's just like, I don't know. And if it wasn't for my brother and some of my cousins who had, who used to go to my old church um, that now start going first church, who again, I haven't seen these people in years because I would just hear their names, but I hadn't seen them because we had separated so long ago that, um, that I started really like meeting people or me and introduced to people because they're like, oh, you're Damien's sister. Oh, get out of here. Oh, I didn't know you're Damien's sister because my brother lives in Baltimore, but he would come to Philly to play. He was like, oh, and that's how I kind of started meeting people. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm here for the word. Because literally that was a big struggle for me is not having that fellowship and like those young people around me to support and just encourage and just do stuff. And I was, I was saying, Lord, you know what? I'm here for the word. You bring in whatever friends, whatever support that I need, and I'm going to let you pick them and you do it. And I can honestly say to this day now, some of my, the people who are the closest to me, the godmother to my child, to um, my maid of honor, my wedding, it was the Lord, like I would probably, because I, we're both kind of introverted. So we probably would never have connected or whatnot together. But a lot of the people who, who I will hang out with, will travel with, um, the, I can honestly say that I believe it was the Lord that, that connected me with those people. And they have encouraged me along the way times where I was just like, this is not for me or whatnot. Like I was just struggling. So that was the, that was one of the bigger things. Something else that I would say that um, was kind of like a struggle for me. And that was something most recently, it was um, a few years ago, pastor, I said something across the pulpit and, and, um, but it wasn't kind of like what I had discussed with them. And I felt some type of way, like, sir, like you said across the pulpit, because once you put it across the pulpit, it's kind of like, it's solid, it's word, like, nope, it's solid word. And I really, like, really felt some type of way about it. It was like, bro, bro, no, no, that's not how everything was supposed to happen or was to go happen. And what it did was challenge, one, my maturity. It challenged my ability to still be able to work and function in the church. And it challenged where I was spiritually, because if you have an alt with your brother or sister, it doesn't matter if it's the pastor. It doesn't matter if it's a minister brother. It doesn't matter if it's your husband, wife, whatever it is, it challenges that scripture where you're to go to them, mm-hmm. whether it's just to get clarity or clarification, because apparently if you're feeling some type of way, then you, it, it's some clarity or clarification that needs to come about. And I was thankful that the opportunity came about because I had tried to like reach out to him and whatnot to kind of like get ahead of what was going on. And eventually the way the Lord set it up, COVID happened. So I was carrying all this during COVID. And then when I came back, I was scheduled to be in a group meeting with him and nobody showed up but me. And then he came out and I'm knocking on the door and he came out. I was like, we're supposed to have a meeting. Everybody's not here. And he actually asked me, he was like, you all right? And I was like, me, I'm usually like, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, Mel, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. And that's me. I'm just like, I'm fine. He was like, I had a dream about you. I was like, 
wait a second. I said, well, stop. Come on back. <laughs> I was like, let's talk this out. I was like, so what was the dream? And he said in the dream, he said, no, you were in the dream. He's like, you never come to me in my dreams. He's like, you came to me in a dream. And you said, he said, it was something that was bothering you. And you, what, you, you didn't want to tell me what was going on with you. And I was like, he was like, it was odd because you wouldn't talk to me about it. And I was like, well, now that you don't open this can of worms, mm. let me tell you what's going on and what happened. So, um, so was, I was able to air out what was going on and whatnot. And it was pretty much getting clarity and a misunderstanding of, of something. So I was grateful and thankful for that because again, during this time, it literally, it challenged my maturity because I could have been like, you know what? I'm getting off this auxiliary. I'm not working. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And like, let me just sit down and just not do anything. And knowing good and well, because I'm a big, I'm a big, 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 big person. Whereas like, um, my reasonable service for me to get reasonable service. So for me, all that the Lord has done for me, I can't help but the work put my hand to do something to work in the church. Mm -hmm. And that was going to really, really hurt me because I was just like, you know what? I'm, I just want to be done with it. Mm -hmm. But I, I began to go to the Lord and talk to the Lord about it. So that was a big challenge for me. And for me to come to my pastor about something, it's like, some people are like, yeah, pastor's kind of daunting. Like he's kind of scary, A, B, C, or D. And at times, I'm being honest, he is. Cause sometimes he's just like, what? <laughs> and then other times he's like, yo, what's going on, sis? Mm -hmm. Um, but that was, that was, uh, I would say a big challenge. And then my third challenge, um, I would say it goes back not to just the greeting, but, but just again, the members. So I'll do an addition on to that, but I've, I've been very challenged throughout the years because of sometimes the work that I do in the church, mm -hmm. um, just because of my personality, which is I'm very cut and dry. Like it's either a yes or no. Yeah. Um, I'm not really big on going back and forth with people. And sometimes people don't like that. And that's more of a challenge for me because in my profession and outside of church, I don't have as many problems as I have with people inside of church. Yeah. And that's just, sometimes you just tell somebody no. And then it's kind of like they run off at the mouth and do a whole lot of stuff. So that challenges you spiritually. Do I really want to come bring the old Janelle out, which is still there? Yeah. She's still there. It's just, it's, it's still praying and fasting going on at one point where I would have probably said something and did some stuff to now, you know what? It's not even worth it. It's not worth it. I'm not even, I may say a couple words because again, I'm still not there. Mm -hmm. I'm still not there. Yeah. Uh, you may get a couple words instead of like a straight up tongue lashing or some other stuff that take place. So to me, those are probably my top, top challenges that I've had um, at First Church. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's still like, don't bring a reproach upon the church. Yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. like what I look like arguing, cussing and mm -hmm. fighting my brother or sister when I'm supposed to go to them in a biblical manner. Mm. And whatnot so it's 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 all around challenges so those would probably be my top three wow oh, and, and <clears throat> thank god for you know keeping you during those times during those moments and you know for those watching um this is a this is a challenging teaching you know that's why i asked it's something i've realized myself where it's it's because a lot of times people just 
they see, you know, souls getting down in water and so forth. And but it's, it's not the case for a lot of the time. This is, this is, I say it all the time. This is the hardest thing I have to do every day of my life. This is the hard, like you can't watch anything. You can't listen to anything. You can't think anything. You can't, you can't even think about cursing that person out. Oh my goodness. And, yes. You know, there's so much things, you know, and, and there's no exceptions. You know, at least with certain companies, maybe the owner, he said, look, Janelle, I usually don't do this, but yep. I'll, I'll give an exception. There is none, none. of that. Zero. Absolute, absolute, not even a little, not even a tinkle of it. Nothing. Zero. You know, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's very tough, yeah. brothers and sisters. It's not, it's, listen, if somebody tells you that this teaching is even a little bit easy, they're lying to you, bro. They but are you know listening. what, bro? It's, it's, they may not be lying, but they may not be doing it up to where it's supposed to it's be supposed done. supposed to be done. Exactly. Okay, there you go. There you yeah, go. So if you are, like, if yeah, you are doing easy, it up to... They're exactly. like, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's real easy because you're not doing it. You're not yeah, doing, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, so of course it's going to be easy for you. Yeah, yeah you don't have to wear skirts. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Oh, because you're wearing pants all the time. And then when you go to church, you're doing skirts. Exactly. So for me to wear That's skirts right. once a week. So right. yeah, it's like, yeah. nah. Uh-uh. No, but it, it living, when you're living it, it's it's because me, I was, you know, a soccer player. Uh, still play, but, you know, it's on technical difficulties right now. But it's when the men, you know, have to, you have to cover your nakedness while you play. So I have to mm-hmm. have the compression tights, but just... In winter, wonderful, brilliant. I days, but when it's the hot summer out there, I'm taking water, I'm throwing water on my legs. I can't even, it's, it's hot. I remember yeah. I'd be in the locker room and then some teammates, they were like, yo, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? Like, bro, you don't see how hot it is for the game? I said, no, I got to wear it. Why? Well, it was for religious purposes. What religion is this? Because, you know, you had some that were Muslim, but they weren't mm-hmm. wearing it. They were just... Yep. So they're like, what mm-hmm. is this? I'll tell them, oh, it's, it's holiness. Holiness? What, what, what's holiness? And, you know, it's something you deal with. Because sometimes you just want to go there and play. You're not trying to, oh, mm-hmm. my be Yeah, it, it's like, it, it's the 10th game. Y'all see me wearing this. You're asking the same question, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of different challenges, you know, you have to go with it. But even those uh, small things right there where you, and you have to change it, but that's where you have to take the initiative. You know, I'm going to change this or... I'm going to find a way to fight it and argue it and say, nah, I think, you know, PG's doing just a, just a bit too much there, buddy. Nah, 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 you're going a bit too much there, you know? And that's another thing uh, a lot of people get into where they don't want to, they don't want to realize that they're wrong for something. They want to just fight it and try to justify it and go against the teachings and leave the teachings and start cursing the teachings that they said, bless them. And that they mm-hmm. said, save them, you know? So but yeah. a, a question I ask for, uh, all that come on, Sister Janelle, is how grateful are you for this teaching and Pastor Gino? How, how grateful are you to even have the opportunity when you go back and, and reflect and think about, man, God was working? Because as it says, God knows everything. Before you even came into teaching, he knew he was going to have you there. You know, so in terms of gratitude, how grateful are you for PJ? And, and just all of what God is doing through him. How grateful are you for it? When I tell you, it's like, this. all right, so it's like, I'm extremely grateful. And, it's, and I look at him as my spiritual father, I really do. 
And at one point I said, I was going to test him and try him mm -hmm. to see kind of like what advice and kind of like, if I could really come to him about certain things. Mm -hmm. And I came to him about a brother. A brother was interested in me and he was kind of hardcore, like, oh no, pastor, give me a good, I said, okay, mm -hmm. all right. So I, I went to him one day, just knocked on the door. It's like, Pastor, I talked to you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on in now. And I asked him about the brother. And he was like, now, no. He was like, he's unstable, he's immature, all this other kind of stuff. I was like, oh, stuff, all right, cool. Because you hear testimonies of people who don't listen. Yeah. You hear testimonies of a pastor say something and people don't receive it. Mm. But there are testimonies that they have. But I never had a testimony of myself to see like, okay, is he like, is he really on the up and up? So I was like, okay. About a year and a half later, the brother left the church, him, his family, got married. When he got married, he married a sister from another location from I don't know where. Him and his family left the church. I said, it was exactly what pastor had told me about the brother. Mm -hmm. And when I found out, it's like, all you can do is literally say, thank you, Lord, because that could have been me. That could have been me. I look at all the teachings that he was teaching, like even being in relationships, being married, all that other kind of stuff, trying to strive and live holy and how I was grateful that I was on the right track, but that he was providing me with additional, additional um, resources to kind of to keep my eyes open, to keep alert of what was going on, what was going on in the world and how to handle these things. And then I got into a situation where, um, because I, I, I married in holiness. So I got into a situation where I went to pastor for counsel when my husband, my current husband, uh, my current, he's my only husband. Where my husband, um, and I went to pastor about him and I was grateful for the advice that he gave me, the counsel that he gave me. And I was more grateful when I got into a situation on how to handle a matter pertaining to our relationship, he stayed mutual. He stayed mutual and he gave me the advice that I need on how to handle the matter in a godly way. And in a way that was going to be, um, mutual around the entire table just away because again you would have called the old janelle and janelle would have said a couple things or been like you know what i'm leaving this alone i'm just walking away and going to keep it popping but it's those types of things those types of experience those types of experiences that i've had where i can i can truly say that i'm, I'm internally grateful because his words of wisdom that he's just put out to the people and then even giving me directly where I can say for myself that I know he's a true man of God. I can say for myself that the Lord is working with him and in him. Because like I said, just a, a couple minutes ago, when I had that situation and I came to him in a dream, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if it's your will for me to address this with him, or if it's just me, then bring it to him and let him bring it up. And sure enough, the Lord came to him in a dream and he brought it up exactly where I was at and what was going on with me. And I was like, 
this has to be, it's nothing but the Lord. It's nothing but the Lord. And it, I can honestly say, if it was not for the Lord, giving him the words of wisdom and the pearls that he's given the people now, I don't think I will be in this place where I'm at now. I don't know if I will be in holiness. I don't know if I will be married to my husband who's in holiness. I, don't, I think I would probably be out there doing some stuff, mm. still living okay, but into some stuff. Yeah. So I can honestly say that I'm eternally grateful for pastor. I'm eternally grateful for the word and how the Lord uses pastor in this. So yeah, I, I'm just grateful, yeah. grateful, 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 even child rearing. It's, but that's what I'm talking about. It's these pearls that aren't talked about in, in like old school pasta hug churches. Mm -hmm. They're not talked about how to raise your kids, how to discipline your kids. Yeah, you, you get it from your parents and, and other areas, how to sit down and actually talk to your children. Not talk at them all the time, but talk to your kids about holiness. Talk to them and instill in them, okay, I have nieces. And we, we have to encourage them all the time because they struggle with wearing skirts. And we're like, yo, we done went through it. Like we, we went through it. Like you're beautiful. Don't let nobody tell you anything different when you wear your head covering the school. Don't let anybody tell you different. And we try to like band around them. Again, it's five of us girls and we're all in holiness. We're all, we all in the church. And we try to band around our nieces to let them know, like you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, cause we done been through it. We been through having to go through K through 12th grade wearing skirts being modest we've been through all that natural hair we've been through all that so we try to band around them and encourage them and pump them up like no all right oh you like that kind of like pump kind of look okay let's find you some skirts let's find you some head coverings that kind of go along with it do you like this and it's just like those are the teachings that we didn't get we didn't have anybody to kind of tell us that it's literally we were back to the five colors mm -hmm. holy ghost and baptism yeah and that was it. So what pastor's putting out now, he's putting out what people need to live and to survive in this day and this era that we're in. Well, he's not putting out post-dated stuff. He's putting out stuff that what we need to survive. And that, that I found, I'm very grateful for that. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Wonderful, sis. Brothers and sisters, you, you've heard it. This, this was a very, very, another wonderful testimony from Sister Janelle, it, it, it's, like I said, these things, it encourages myself as I listen to them. And I, I, I love listening to the testimonies of brothers and sisters and the challenges they faced. And, and, and as you see, it's not just, it's not a pee pee papa type of thing for those. You're gonna have these type of challenges, you know? Maybe some of you have, the challenges she's had, is probably what have some of you watching, you that are watching right now, it's probably why you left. You know, it's probably why you just gave up whatever the case is, you know, but I, I'm truly grateful, sis, that, uh, you know, because the advice you were given, I know it's going to help sisters watching. I know it's going to help, you know, the brothers watching, you know, in terms of, man, because at, when, especially the fact that you said you went to PJ about a brother, because like I said, he's supposed to see something we can't see. Yes, overseer. Overseer. And once again, you could have, you and especially with this generation, of, of, of sisters i'm talking about my generation right. not yours bro, bro. Hey. yes 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 oh. yes that's like honestly that's a whole podcast right there <laughs> I, I lie to you not i lie to you not because it's like 
you see somebody that's attractive. Mm -hmm. You see somebody who fits the build of, of who you want and what you want. Yeah. But sometimes we lack the oversight. Mm -hmm. And one thing pastor always taught, and I, I kept that before my husband and I, while we were talking, the whole process was that don't ever let my emotions be so, so extreme that I not take heed to wisdom, that mm -hmm. I not take heed to instruction. Yeah. And so he and I both had a mutual understanding that if pastor was to say, no, it's not going to work, yeah. we were just going to separate yeah. and kind of be done with it. And it's just like, because I tried, I've been down that road, get with somebody because they have everything that, everything that you're looking for, but it's something missing. They're yeah. not in the body. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. No. You have somebody who wants you attractive. Oh, okay. They got the Holy Ghost. They're like together, A, B, C, or D. Then the overseer is like, nope, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Do it hurt? Yes, it hurts. But in the long run, in the long run, is it going to be like what you truly need, what you truly want? Yes, because I truly believe when, when the word is talking about exceedingly and abundantly all you ask or think. So if I think, okay, this brother was fine. He had everything that I wanted, A, B, C, or D, and missing a component that whoever my husband was going to be was going to exceed mm. everything that I had already wanted, everything that was working so that I thought was working, that my husband would exceed that. Yeah. And so, and, and that's truly what happened. My husband now exceeds everything that I thought, okay, yeah, that this person had or that person had. And had I not with the pastor, I could have been in a relationship. I could have been gone yeah. out the church, A, B, C, or D. But I was thankful for his oversight and I was thankful for his wisdom on the words that he gave me. Oh, I was very thankful. No, very that's wonderful. thankful. Yes. That's wonderful. No, that's that's wonderful, sis. You know, I'm once again I'm truly grateful and, and thankful uh, um, for yourself and the work that you're doing and, and so forth. And it's it's just a, a big blessing. Cause if somebody were to ask me five years, 10 years from now, man, what do you think you go do? in the next five years this was this was never like a lot of what i'm doing now it's not in terms of what i said five years ago you know because i used to have teachers ask me where do you see yourself in five years where you if you would have I, I wasn't saying well I, I see myself in first church of our lord jesus christ <laughs> uh see you know i i didn't see any of it and it's you know i i look at it as man like really what god wants for you it, it, it may hurt because you know what you want is different from what he wants it may hurt but it's always what's best because yes. right now if i didn't have this teaching how yes. i, I def listen i may would have had a podcast but it wouldn't be about this <laughs> it wouldn't be about this it would you know yes. and so i, I look at it because sometimes i'll just be sitting down just reflecting i could be there for like 15 minutes 20 minutes just reflecting and thinking man like look, look where you look. Look at your life right now. You, there's, you know how much this. And once again, that's another thing I'm grateful for for uh, for pastor. In falsehood, what do you hear? Ah, what does this world has to offer? Nothing. Mm -hmm. This world has nothing to offer. What? And then you have PJ saying, "No, sir, this world oh, has a lot to offer. To offer you yes. today, especially with the social media, and it has oh, so goodness. much to offer." which is why you yes. need teaching, which is why you need truth. And it's yes. good. Listen, it's going to test you at work. It's yes. going to test you if you're just at the gym as well. 
You understand? Because, you know, that's another thing, like, guys, you know, you you have to wear, you can't, because even men, you can't wear them skin tight stuff and whatnot. And now it's, it's, you know, you have, like, for me, when I go to the gym, it's, like, really bulky. Just a lot of heavy, heavy clothing. Like, I get extra sizes, you know? Uh, A triple XL pants, a a triple XL shirt. So it's, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and I'm so loose because I just don't want to bring a a wrong image. Because somebody watching you, because something Brother Mark even said, he said when he was doing the overnight at Home Depot, there was a brother watching him for like a year, he said. Just, just, just watching, just watching. just watching him for a year, how, because he knew how he was before, but he seen that there was a change that came, but you know, when someone comes and you know, I'm in church now, a lot of times it's falsehood because it is person in church, but they, they're, they're smoking, drinking, dressing however they want, doing whatever, what church they, they go to. But he said, this brother was looking at him for about a, just looking just for about a year just seeing like, man, what's, you know, so you, you really don't know who's watching. And I don't want to be an example of bringing, you know, nonsense towards a church where here's one, you know, in the church, but look at how he's dressing. Cause look, no matter what people on the outside, they're going to look, they're going to see, especially those that knew how you were at the beginning, the ones that grew up with you, the ones that know the music you listen to the ones Mm -hmm. that, you know, just, just to see, and I, what's, what's going on with, so with, with this? So it's, it, it's really being in this thing. It's, I know it's not easy, but I, I, I know it's worth it, you know, yeah. cause there's so like, oh my days, there's so yes. much that I've could have been in. And it's like, you know, you, you go with the, you go through the challenges, but you just have to keep going. And, you yeah. know, when you hear encouraging testimonies from different brothers and sisters as well, it, it's a big help. You know, yeah. and it's because these are people. And once again, those of you watching, these aren't, I know you may go on YouTube and say, well, uh, this one has a testimony where he found Jesus, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying uh, 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 some testimonies, yes, out there, people do lie and whatnot, but this is different. This is not where someone is testifying one podcast, how the Baptist church saved them, how one, how the Pentecostal church or what, this is a testimony of brothers and sisters, people who were, you know, uh, uh, in either in the world or grew up with even, you know, and especially the way you grew up, it's very easy for someone to have said, oh no, we got, we got, we got yeah. the teachings. We, we got it. Very, we straight. We don't, yeah. we don't need, we don't need pastor Gino Jennings. We don't need him. It would have been very easy. For that to be said, but this right here is testimony of those coming into the church. You understand? And I, I'm grateful for it. I hope you all are grateful for it. Sister Janelle, thank you for taking the time to come out and, no and, and, and your testimony. I am truly grateful for it. I know those watching are truly grateful for it. It's It's been, you know, encouragement for myself. It's been a blessing to me. And I've, I've learned so much, just so much just from hearing it and, and where to not err here or err because you're going to go through things, you know? So uh, uh, thank you all for tuning in once again, sis, thank you for coming. Those of you, as I've said, moreover, this church is affiliated with one church and one church only that is first church of our Lord, Jesus Christ, a leader, teacher, and guide is apostle pastor Gino Jennings. If you want to see, just the teachings of the apostle. You can go on YouTube and type him on YouTube and that's it. If you have a question for something specific, Gino Jennings on alcohol, Gino Jennings on women preachers, Gino Jennings, it's the Gino Jennings debates. It's there. Once again, you could go on the truthofgod.com and see if there's a temple near you. And if you want to fill out a form for baptismal requests, thank you brothers and sisters for listening. God bless. Stay safe and peace be. Take care, sis. And all,
everybody god bless all right